Welcome to the Gear Salon, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. Way to match my intensity, boys. <laughs> Phil's too busy lowballing someone as we speak. Sorry to uh, break the fourth wall there, guys. Some- I'm disappointed in the lack of jokes surrounding the coffee culture cupping experience. Because people talk about cupping all the time and no one ever makes any jokes about cupping someone's balls. When I think of what cupping, is that? I think of giving someone a buttercup. I do not know what that means. Like a flower? That's where you fart in your hand and then you put it up to their nose. Oh, I've never heard that called a buttercup, but that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty terrible. Like it's a, it's not a good thing to do to somebody, but it is fun. Cole, it's Cole, like the uh, it's like be the honest, old fashioned. Cole, Cole, be honest. Yes. When was the last time you did that? Hold on. Probably been since high school, honestly. That's like I've the analog it. version, the vintage version of the Dutch oven. Maybe so. It's a little more no. personal. Well, Dutch oven is no, like, that's like a little bed with somebody. That's like the digital. I know what the, the Dutch, Dutch oven is. Like an analog delay. <laughs> D- the buttercup is like very directed. You know? The buttercup is like straight into the like a vintage amp and. Dutch oven is like using pedals. Yeah. I've That's done right. a blue dart much more recently than I've done a buttercup. A what? For what it's worth. A blue dart. Um, what does what that mean? What the heck is this? Where you fart and you light it on fire. Do you live in like a 1980s frat movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your vocabulary <laughs> is astounding. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the John Belushi character. <laughs> And of my own life. <laughs> yes, you are. Do you guys, you guys have never heard blue dart or well, buttercup is like a dumb one, but blue dart is, I feel like that's pretty common. I've it, never heard it called that based on my experience of living in one place for most of my life. I've never heard names given to those things. Oh man. Blue dart express is India's. Most innovative and awarded something, but now I have to find it. Oh, it's a shipping company. Oh, man. It's a shipping company in India called Blue Dart. That's pretty great. Cole, let me ask you a question. Uh Oh, is this about to get real? How's your uh, switching situation? Oh, no. Well, I really, you know, that Joyo Looper, it's got, it pretty much covers all my bases. I got that Joyo switcher and... Mm -hmm. And you're happy with that, right? You'll never move on. I think I made that pretty clear in past episodes of the podcast. I think you did, too, that you were definitely not going to have like a mega looper with all kinds of MIDI stuff going on. Well, it is a it is an eight-channel looper, which is pretty big, and it also does have MIDI, which... Oh. Okay. Which I use to control the Mobius. But you don't need anything with like... Uh, the Mobius, like, You don't need to be able to like move loops around and like reorder effects and stuff. Like run them in parallel? No, I mean, 
What do you think I am? That's insane, right? Yeah. And you definitely wouldn't trade the Joyo for something larger with fewer loops. <laughs> right? <laughs> larger. Like, takes up more space. Just an area. like I certainly wouldn't trade it for something wider. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> with less loops. Because fewer I'm loops. an idiot. No, this is a continuum of loops. Oh, like, so it's a loop or less loops. It has no loops. Yeah, less. It has less of loops. It's oh. like you have a jar full of loops, and you're scooping out some loops. So that's fewer loops. No, it's like, but it's like peanut butter. It's like a jar of peanut butter. Oh, got a I jar see. of loop here. Loops. Scooping out some. Loops it's L O O P Z loops. It's like it's like Fruit Loops. You can't count how many Fruit Loops you have. You can. Oh. It's I like can't. Loops. Loops hair gel. Yeah. It's a non-count. Exactly. Yeah, two it's pie. Like I have two ounces. Yes, two ounces of loops. Of loops. So, so I bought you a could have less loops. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Haven't you owned an ES5 in the past? <laughs> it's irrelevant. I didn't buy it from the same person that I sold it to last time. So that's some. Because that would have been great. In that sense. <laughs> I did buy it for less than I sold mine for, which is... Oh, there you go. That's like a reverse just barely, flip. barely, though. It's like, like a... With, I don't know. It's like a negative space flip. Well, you bought it new the first time, right? No. The MS3 oh. I bought new. That's the only... It's the only one I bought new. Yeah. So I had an ES8 and an ES5. Oh, that's right. You bought them both at the same time. Yeah. I had them... Yeah. They, like they around were kind the of offset time. a little bit, but I owned them yeah. both at the same time. And I owned an MS3 at the same time as those two. And mm. I don't know. This is hard. This has been a long year, guys. And I make a lot of decisions that I'm not proud of. But one thing that's kind of a deal breaker with that Joyo Looper, I didn't think it would be. Do you remember me telling you the main drawback of that Looper? That you can only access four at a time? Exactly. Yeah, and that's mm. and that's a pain in the butt. Because it's basically two banks of, I mean, even though physically it has eight loops, digit like effectively you can only access four at a time. Exactly. So there's only four numbered foot switches. You yeah. Hold down the edit button for a couple seconds, and then it pops up and it says B H or B L for like bank low and bank high. Oh. And then you use a plus and minus button to choose which one you're accessing, and then you choose one of the four loops and turn it on. But one of the other, like. So the lights that tell you what loop is on uh-huh. are by the foot switches, but they're not by the plugs. I don't know. It's It ended up being less intuitive, and I wanted to be It seems to like it would be fine if you were, like, programming different sets of loops, like presets, but for actually... That's what it is. Off I mean, it's the on, same really reason work. I ditched the MS3. Like, if all you're doing is I have this set that I'm going to play, yeah, and I'm going to program all my presets in there, and then it's going to go great, then that's fine. But for changing stuff on the fly, it's just not great. And it would be Dude, nice. you need that looper that we saw on that giant pedal board. It's just like 18 analog loops in a row or something. <laughs> <laughs> Those are yes, all expensive, though. <laughs> I know. That would cost more than the ES5, probably. Yeah, the ES5 I got for 250 bucks shipped. 
Oh wow, that's a good deal. <laughs> like, because isn't it like yeah. five ninety nine new? No, no, no. They're four hundred new. Oh, three ninety nine. Yeah, the ES eight is 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 like, like six hundred. Eight hundred. It's eight hundred. Okay, but it's oh, it's eight hundred. I think so. Yeah. No, so it started out as nine hundred. No, there's no way. Uh, there is a way. I think I've proven my ability to remember the cost of the pedals. <laughs> there's no way that the the five was three hundred and the eight was nine hundred. Five is four hundred. It was never three hundred. Still, it, there's no way. I the think ES8 it was seven hundred. Now, I'm pretty sure it was eight hundred when it launched, though. Really? Yeah. That seems like such a huge price difference. It is. Like, why should it be? Why is it double? That's crazy, right? I'm not like. No, no, no. It is some one of the reasons. So one of the big drawbacks of the ES5 is the way the bank structure is set up. So it has it has a bank button that lets you go up. So there's no bank down button. You can plug in an external foot switch if you want to. There's no and, bank down okay. button. And then there's five okay. numbered foot switches that correspond to the five loops. Um, so within, if you're in preset mode, you can go bank up and then you can choose presets. And then there's like a third name of like, I can't remember what they call it, patches or something. And there's no way to access those except with an external foot switch or like with buttons or whatever. So mm. it has a hundred oh, yeah. presets in it, like but effectively menu. you're limited or some number like hundred and I don't know. There's like eight and eight and five. So whatever that is, but effectively you're limited to just the banks and the, and the foot switch numbers, you know? Okay. I know I'm getting a little too deep, but, but that's I one of the it. big benefits of the ES8 is it has a bank up and down button that are dedicated, has dedicated foot switches for all eight loops. And then it has a, a separate foot switch for mute and another one for memory and manual mode. Okay. It has more like, input control inputs and outputs mm -hmm. and it also has a ninth loop that you can use i don't even they call it like a volume loop i think but it's basically just uh, a ninth loop that you can use uh, or if you're like using it in four cable method uh-huh um so it has it has a lot of feature differences that but, makes sense like it does make sense but it just seems like on the surface you're like it twice the price for just three extra loops but there's i guess more going on than just the three loops yeah but it is like yeah it is to be fair it is a little bit and it's so big i mean the es5 luckily is a reasonable size at least it's deeper than the looper i have now mm -hmm. but it's a lot narrower the es8 is a freaking monstrosity it's big yeah it takes up so much space but honestly it I don't weighs like... almost six pounds <laughs> the es8 really Yes, it is. It is freaking huge. I took that one picture of the ES. The MS3 is actually it's seventeen point three inches wide. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's big, and it's super deep. It's like six inches deep. Yeah, five and a half inches. It's as tall as a like a Strymon pedal, and then it's, it's super like wide. it's an entire like Metro eighteen pedal board or Metro yeah. sixteen or whatever. No, eighteen almost. And so I'll actually have a ton of room. So I'm thinking I'm I'm planning on getting an HX stomp, and I'm gonna put that after the looper. Cool. Because I'm gonna do all the amp and cab sim stuff through there. Uh huh. So it'll just always be on, and then I'll control it with MIDI, and then. So I'll have five loops. I'll probably keep the Mobius, but then that'll give me four loops for overdrive, which that's all I'm doing right now, anyways. Okay. And so. 
Oh yeah, because really Mobius does a ton, huh? Yeah. So right now I'm using four loops for overdrive, and then I have two loops for the Mobius because some effects, some modulation you want before the drive. Right. But with the ES5, I can change the order if I want to. You know, that would be a pain to do on the fly. But um, at any rate, it's, I don't know. I'm excited for it, but I'm sure I'll change my mind again for too long. I think it's cool. I kind of went back and forth. I mean, I don't, that's a lot. I don't have need for that, so I'm not going to buy one. Um, but that's why I, it is cool. I do need it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I was going to say like I had, I got the EH, um, uh, not the EH, the HX, the Helix native, the plugin. Oh yeah. And I've been right. using it like for practice, like headphone practice through my computer. And it sounds really cool, which makes me that much more interested in getting like a, the HX stomp because yeah. the amps sound great. Like yeah, the effects I, are fine, but I, I feel like maybe it's better if you have it on, even though you don't have the physical effects individually, at least you have like knobs and stuff on there. Like dialing them in just feels weird when you're just moving sliders on your computer. Like it's a, it's not an intuitive way to like dial in the amount of gain or, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you're so used to like having the knobs and kind of visualizing it, was it. With the MS3, like it had a nice editor software, but I pretty much only used it to copy and paste presets because it was weird to dial it in that way. Uh huh. Yeah, it's weird, but sounds cool. I like it. So I could see that being cool, even just for the amps. Yeah, because part of my, I mean, if I think about pedal board real estate. This is this switcher is deeper than my other one, but it's a lot narrower. Um, but I also have the like the Palmer Pocket Amp, which I'm not going to use anymore because I won't need it. Right. Um, so I'll actually probably free up board space, especially because I'll only have five loops. I'll probably keep like the fifty-fifty before this or whatever. But yeah, and the HX Stomp is tiny. Yeah, dude, it's like it's basically the size of a Strymon pedal. Yeah, which is wild. It's smaller. I think it's tall, but it's not. Yeah, the footprint isn't very big at all. I mean, it will end up being big if I use MIDI with it because it's got. It has uh, connectors on three of the four sides, or it has jacks. Oh. Three of the four sides. Or the in and outs on the side? So so the ins and outs are on the back. The MIDI is on one side, and then the effects loop. It has a built-in stereo effects loop, so you could even put two effects in the loop of the. In the if loop you did that, HX would they stomp. be like, they'd be parallel, right? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, that's that's a software question. There's no, there's nothing inherently that would force them to be parallel. I th- if it lets you break them up and put them at different points in the chain or whatever, then they could be. Yeah. And yeah, I don't true. know if it lets you do that. But, but yeah, that's the thing, Ed, and it's not like MIDI, it's not like you can get some solderless MIDI cable that is like super flexible and can, you know, like it'll end up being some like straight plug that takes up an extra two inches next to it. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Like how hard it is to find a low profile MIDI cable. 
I guess because nobody cares. Like why? Like, I guess. Find, yeah. <laughs> like you can't find a low profile instrument cable either. Cause who cares? You're plugging it into the back of your keyboard or into your guitar and you know, but I mean like patch cables you can, like you can find. Yeah. But I guess, Oh, actually I just found these. Did you search low profile MIDI cable? Yeah. There's this one that's from Rockboard. Flat oh, yeah. flat right angle MIDI cable, which is nice. basically like maybe a quarter of an inch stick out. One of the things, yeah, but the problem with that is since it's it's probably a right angle. Oh no, the right angle goes to the side, so that would actually yeah. be useful. The problem with most right angle MIDI cables is it goes up or down. Oh yeah, yeah. So that like makes either, sense. either they don't pivot. Well, no, no like because it's the right pins, angle piece. It's not the same as MIDI. Like a... You can't rotate the plug around because it's like five pins that are all fixed. Yeah. yeah. So like right now, one of them goes down. I have a right angle cable right now. One of them goes down because there's a slot in the board, and then the other one just sticks straight up. Mm. Just kind of ghetto yeah but yeah, i guess so you're right like if you're using though. keyboards or synths and stuff then you're not really worried about pedal board space most yeah. midi um most midi applications don't care yeah but Aplicato. this it makes sense that this exists and this cable is only two dollars and sixty cents yeah it's crazy and free shipping no tax free shipping no tax yeah dude and, mm-hmm. That's wild. Wald. That's Walden Pond. So that's... So that's why I'm an idiot. That's why. Um, I got something new, too, recently. Which is... I have been going on and on about it, but... um, I got a new bridge for my Jazzmaster. Oh, that's right. Which is a Mustang bridge... That I got from Mr. Pat Chen, Patrick Chen, um, which if you don't know Pat Chen, you should follow him on Instagram because he has this pretty cool compressor deal that he's been working on that's hopefully coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's an aside. Um, but he posted while we were recording the last podcast, um, he said he posted that he had a a bridge available for 20 bucks whoever wanted it so i told him i wanted it and then then i sent him 20 dollars, and then he sent me the bridge uh but that thing i'm mean, like i was playing <laughs> with this cheap bridge you send that i bought 20 dollars off amazon um <laughs> i sent it via paypal oh nice gift friends and family i bought the es5 with paypal gift too so i'm a tiny bit nervous um he also sent me with it a cassette tape of belinda carlisle's heaven on earth <laughs> the single you, baby, it's just a single oh no I thought it was a cassette single but it's the full album from 1987 do you have do you own a tape player um it sounds like somebody does I just heard someone open it no that was me setting the tape down oh <laughs> the only tape player that I own is a little Walkman I have like a one of those combo record player CD player deals, and I think that has a tape deck on the side of it. Do the speakers hook onto the side of it? No, it's like built-in speakers. 
Uh, and it's hmm. a record player. Oh, like a like a console thing? Yeah, like it's one of those like, like vintage it's, looking it's, Crosley it's like wood, deals. Wood paneling on it or yeah, something? Yeah, just some cheap thing. But but I think it has a cassette player on it too. Would you sit around it and listen to Little Orphan Annie? No. When you were a kid? I got it for Christmas a few years ago. Oh. From a family member. It's cool. It comes in handy in a pinch. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> I got this bridge, um, and he had shim. So it's like an whatever. I don't know what radius it is. It it's cool. I like it, and it makes it feel good. And it's a Mustang good. bridge. I don't know if you've said that yet. It's a Mustang bridge. Did I not say that yet? I don't. I think, think you did. Anyway, it's a Mustang bridge. Um, I had been playing this bridge that I got for like nine dollars on Amazon that said it was a Mustang bridge, but it had like height adjustment screws and it just never settled and felt right. And it always rattled. And this solves that. And I just feel it's so much more stable, which makes the playing that much better. Cause it doesn't feel so loose. Um, it like feels a little more tight, which is a weird thing to say, but I don't know. It is a weird thing to say. Aaron. It feels like it has more tension. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I love it and it sounds better because of that too. So it's like the, I would always, the bridge pickup was kind of a little anemic and I think having that extra kind of oomph from the bridge makes my, makes me love the bridge pickup again. So I'm super into it. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Fender. So I think this is the same, this is now the same bridge that I have. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a Mustang, and, just the barrels. Yeah, and I had told, I th- I'm sure I talked about this on the podcast back a million years ago, um, that I talked to my luthier Vandross, uh-huh. and I said, should I get the one with the height adjustments? And he goes, no. Yeah. Get the Mustang without the height. You That's just more rattle. You want yeah. just one screw per barrel. That's it. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, it's just more, just trust me. And so I did. Yeah. And I... I've loved it. Yeah, well, it makes a big difference. And a lot of Mustang bridges don't have any screws, right? No, they all have, well, they have like a, the intonation screws. Oh, yeah, okay, they have a length. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. okay. So, but, but that's it. But I'm that's thinking all right, have, where it's yeah. like the ones that are higher are just a bigger barrel around or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there are no adjustment screws other than the intonation screws. Correct. It's cool. <laughs> I like it. Um, I had I like the. I had been looking at um, what should I call it? Things. Right. What's that brand? <laughs> Not mastery. Yeah. Stay trim. So stay trim has like their oh yeah, their bridge, their offset bridge, which is like, I don't know. It's That's the same the one thing. That Chris Brewer endorses. Which, it makes sense because it's basically. It's a Mustang bridge with a 9.5 radius. Like that's what the stay trim bridge does. And and it improves like the barrels like that go into the body. Yeah, like, so I think from, it's meant to not rock, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't the rock. Thimbles. Yeah. Which I've never found that that's a problem for me. If you or at least I haven't with this one yet and I never did before either. Like you can solve that, or if you have 
enough tension that it doesn't move. Like it moves with the strings, but it doesn't move that much under the strings. Like it doesn't yeah. slide back and forth. <clears throat> so it doesn't really have that it much. It seems of an like issue it's a pretty me. easy problem to fix at any rate. Yeah. Like you just put some tape around the barrels if you want to. Right, right. That's what I did. Yeah, so the main difference oh, well, you is you just have that. all the answers, don't you, Phil? Well, I'm just saying, I did it. And I think the <laughs> stage trim kind of adjusts the like the spacing too. Because the spacing, I think, oh, yeah, is that's different right. on it, the Mustang bridge. Because it puts the strings really close to the edge of the fretboard, right? Yeah, it's a little bit wider, I think. So this one kind of yeah. solves that. Anyway. So is cool. this so this one isn't a state trim? Mine's just a like a Fender Mustang bridge. Okay. No, the state trims are like eighty bucks, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty expensive. And they're uh, they're hard to find too, because a lot of times they're only available in the UK. So like you have to find it on use or like that's weird. Yeah, from some like random dealer on reverb or whatever. Yeah, and every time I've had money and been willing to spend it, I've never been able to find one that's like available. And there's like specific things. Like there's a couple different things you specify on the state trams, I think. Uh yeah, like there's different radii. Yeah. That might be the only thing. Yeah, that's like a thing. Yeah, but it's only yeah. one thing. Well. Yeah, I mean. He also has like a, there's a also jar, like a state like tram things. Replacement arm, which has like a, it's supposed to not fall out. <laughs> I don't know. Is it meant to not like swivel around too? It's, yeah, it's, not, it's supposed to, it says no free play. So it's not supposed to. <laughs> so the other thing is like, not only does the, does the trim arm like flop around, but it also like becomes loose so that it kind of rocks within the collet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Totally. So, like, when you push on it, you have to, like, hit this edge first, and then it goes into the thing. So, you're, like, kind of, you have to do more than it actually does. And this, the tightness will fix that as well. The the Jazzmaster, just as a guitar, is proof that Leo Fender didn't just get it right the first time every time. Right, yeah. Because there's a lot of design flaws with that guitar. There are, well, there is. Yeah, there's too. like issues. Yeah. No, like the saddles, I would call a design flaw, hundred percent. Yes, I would agree. And the trim, hmm. I don't know. Like there are issues with the trim as well. What? How? What else is different about yours, Phil? Because that's still um, that's like your number one guitar, isn't it? Yeah. It. Yeah. It really is. Well, you changed um, the pickups, right? Yeah, I yeah, I did Antiquity 2s. Okay. Um, and um Remember for like months you were looking for Jazzmaster sized humbuckers? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Are you still doing that? No, because <laughs> cuz we shamed you enough. <laughs> no. No. Cool. Because you said, uh, why don't you just do, if you want a humbucker sound, why don't you just wire it the way the um, the four-way tele switch, or the, yeah, the yeah, four-way tele switch uh, yeah. is. And so then I was like, ooh. And then 
uh, I was, my plan was like, I was going to wait to for be the fair, summer. I also told you like, why don't you just buy a guitar that has humbuckers? Like in, yeah, in, that was, I think two, my idea was called two or something. Okay. I mean, you did say that, but my plan was, okay, I'm going to wait for the summer and then I'm going to buy or, and then I'm going to pull it apart and rewire it. And then we got, um, then gun street started, uh, sponsoring us. And I was like, this episode of course is sponsored by gun street wiring shop. Would you guys, would you guys be able to do like this super weird Frankenstein wiring, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. blah. And he was like, absolutely. (laughs) So the, that's the, that's the wiring that's in there now. So you have independent volume and tone for each pickup, right? Yes. And you don't have the dark circuit. Correct. And then you have have a a series switch. Yes. So the, which is your top switch, right? That right. Okay. Nice. So what does it sound? What does the series switch sound like? I guess I should, I should do it. Well, I don't know because I don't own anything with humbuckers. But, <laughs> I would um, I would imagine it doesn't because like even the the series parallel on the telly doesn't really sound like a humbucker. Yeah, it does. It does on my. It sounds cool. It does on my telecat on my jazz caster, but that's because it has Texas specials, which are oh, okay. Hot. That makes sense. Yeah, like with the with the pickups but it that probably, I have, I mean, it's different. I What's that? It's different enough that I that I like having that option, but it doesn't sound like a humbucker guitar to me. I had a telly with Twang Kings, and it sounded like a low output humbucker. But yeah, that's a very I mean, it sounded similar, but it obviously. But you just also get a different feel, just because even though it's still doing that, you're still like, it's like playing two almost playing like two humbuckers in middle position, not playing like a single yeah, humbucker. Because uh, like depending on where you pick oh, and stuff yeah. like that, it makes a bigger difference. Yeah, because you're not getting that like bridge pickup or neck pickup thing. You're you're doing yeah, both exactly. pickups. That's kind of widespread sound still. That's yeah, that makes sense. You should do a demo. You should just go to Guitar Center, Phil. <laughs> Or and just why man, if only if only someone was selling a guitar on Craigslist for like a hundred bucks that had humbuckers in it. No, I think he meant do a demo of his Jazzmaster, not of yeah. a humbucker. No, but I'm saying I, I <laughs> Oh, I you're saying like a comparison. Sounds like okay. a humbucker too. <laughs> oh, I see. Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, true. <laughs> hmm. You know what I'm saying? No sign, no you. sign. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea, I guess. Dude, speaking of good ideas, you know what's a good idea? Sinusoid? Uh, sinusoid cables. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get all your cables from sinusoid. Okay. What the heck Except not? your bridge to nut cables. Get those, oh, those from... get those ropes from someone else. Yeah. Another guy. Um <laughs> Sinusoid, man. They got them ropes. I was redoing my board the other day and yeah. I was pretty happy with their solderless kit because it's really simple to change lengths quickly. Dude, I'm going to have so many extra patch cables now. Oh yeah. Okay. So here's what am I thinking? <laughs> so my, my most recent board is a mix of, um, uh, slivers mm-hmm. and, uh, their, 
their patch cable the solderless kit the solderless yeah um and uh whenever whenever it was like this is too tight of a fit i'd use one of the solderless ones Mm -hmm. but if i had enough room i used the slivers Mm -hmm. and um that worked out pretty well and uh because there's a lot of pedals on it but um but the reason i the reason i mentioned it is because i've been pulling apart and like recutting and reconnecting uh the solderless kit yeah and i've never had any problems yeah no i haven't either so the little set screw i like this design i've had yeah well you had some did you have the lava ones before too i did tight ropes and they were they're way more fickle right problem that people like some some people would like i don't understand and right they could never get it I understood from the first video I watched, but it is difficult. It's difficult to get it to seat. Well, it takes it like you actually have to do it right. Yeah. And so like, but like the, when you tug on it and it comes out, it's like, okay, I didn't, I didn't do it right. Right. So it's not complicated. It's just right. It, difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, more complex. Like you do have to strip things properly in order to get the right, right length of everything. Yes. Like if you don't have and enough exposed core, strip. then it's a problem. And if you have too much exposed core, then that's a problem. Yes. Yeah. That's right. one nice thing about the sinusoid ones is you just cut it. <laughs> yeah. Stick that's it. All. Well, and it has yeah. the it has the braided core instead of the solid core, so it's a little bit more flexible. Yeah. Which oh, I actually kind of right, like that course. about the lava ones that they're super stiff, but I, I can see how that's problematic in the long run. It makes it easier too. to push it into the connector. Yeah, like that's, that's true. The one, yeah. With the sinusoid ones, you gotta like when you're pushing it in, you gotta be holding it close to the end. You know, yeah, it'll just sort of scrunch up if you didn't. Yeah, because it's different. But I like those. I I got a bunch of them, and I never had any. I ter- I terminated them all and hooked them up without ever testing them, and they all just worked. Terminated. <laughs> we forgot to talk about the Dark World last episode, but now it's too late. Now we'll never talk about it. No one cares about it. It's we over. Talked about it for a second. It's dead. It's dead to me. Are you so interested in it? We did talk about it. We talked about it three weeks ago, or whatever. Huh? No, we didn't. No? No one was talking about it three weeks ago. Oh. Oh, it would have been two weeks oh, ago. Oh, we but... talked about it with Mark. We talked about it with Mark. Yeah, off the record. It... Sorry, Cole. I yeah. am kind of, I'm not interested in it in, in that I like I want to buy one, but I'm interested in it in that I think it sounds cool. Yeah, like <laughs> the fact that I'm not interested in it is not a, an indictment of it because I'm not very interested in reverb pedals. Yeah. That's another thing. I have a delay in a reverb on my board right now. I'm gonna sell both those mofos. Yeah, you are. Check stomp. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Including the father. I wonder if I could sell the father. Does that have all the um, the like M series effects in it too? It has everything. Okay, because that's the one downside of the the Helix Native is it doesn't have like the legacy stuff. I think it. Yeah, I mean, it has like the yeah. Did they? So there's just fewer options. Maybe it's just 
maybe it just has fewer options. I don't know, but probably so. But yeah, it's well, I don't know now. I'm not 100% positive. I'm, I'm not 100% pretty sure it has all the DL, either. It has all the DL4 algorithms and yeah. stuff. And maybe this does, and I just don't know what I'm looking for. It doesn't matter. Someone tell me something. I'm just looking up if I'll be able to sell this oh. Matthew's father. Eh. The father. The father. There's one for 160 bucks. I, I don't know if you will be able to. There are three of them on, on Reverb right now, so... I feel like you would be better off like focusing it in certain groups. Yeah. Like saying, does anyone want this? You may not get as much for it as, but yeah, honestly, like with stuff like that, that has such a small, if you want to sell it quick potential audience, like I'd just rather get rid of it and maybe take 10 or $20 less. Yeah. Do they let you sell stuff in the Matthews group? I don't know if I'm even in that group anymore. I'd feel like a douche doing that though. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a pedal you can buy now, so I wouldn't feel that bad. Right, and it's not like you're trying to sell it for a million dollars. The wife is making me sell it. Thinning the herd. It's my favorite pedal, but I just, I, I just want have it. To... I just can't play it enough, and I want it to go to good home with someone who'll get <laughs> the most out of it. Yeah, I have an ARP eighty-seven too, and I just. Oh, that's right. I don't know. That's your delay? A delay. Yeah, it is. I also still have the kilobyte. <laughs> do you? Yeah. I have too many pedals. I want that. Do you want to, do you want to buy it? I I'll might. give you a good deal. I'm really thinking about selling. I'm definitely going to list the, which You need to keep buying stuff on the podcast. Those are always good episodes. I'm going to list my delay. I'm going to list my delay. I was talking to the stupid time factor. <laughs> oh yeah, holy crap. <laughs> that that beast. Which is cool. Like it sounds great, but I was talking to my friend the other day like um that it's just like I just don't use it. Like that's not I don't play in a way that I require those like you kinds want it of to delays. go to someone who's going to get the most out of it. Well, no, I yeah, just don't want a good home. To, I just don't want to have it anymore. <laughs> Like I should, oh. I was like, man, I really miss just having the DM two. Like that did I, everything please. I needed it to do, and this is like so yeah. much more. And it, <laughs> but if you feel dumb, like it feels ridiculous to dial in this crazy computer to do like a simple single repeat delay, you know? Aaron, Aaron, please have the guts to post it on Reverb and just one sentence say, "I don't want this anymore." Like nothing else, just yeah. I don't want this anymore. Period. Okay. I don't like this pedal. Done. <laughs> That's why I'm selling it. Because ultimately, like what, like n- nobody's nobody's trusting your opinion on it, anyways. Right. People who are looking at it, they know like what someone's going to search for a time factor, and they're not going to be like, "Oh, wait a second, this guy says he doesn't like it." He's a Yahoo <laughs> Centro. The only thing that matters is having the right price. Exactly. No, or you could, or you could say this: it's smaller than I thought it would be. That's it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. This is the worst overdrive I've ever played. (laughs) (laughs) 
doesn't even have a slot for a, doesn't even have a space for a nine volt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Dude, how's John doing? Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I love that guy. Oh man, the HX Stomp has a tuner. Yeah. Well, I'll be a go to hell. It's not a tuner. Effects. <laughs> I'm just looking up if it has the legacy effects. I'm just looking on. Yeah, That'd be a good name for a, a pedal, right? Have a tuner and call it the "It's Not a It's Not a Tuner" at all, because it's like it's not a tumor. But oh, you know what though? I just had a good idea. What? Don't if... say it. Don't you say it? What if well, you made a pedal that had a tuner? No, here's let Don't me tell you this idea that I had is it. a tuner with Don't a built-in tube screamer. You son of a... And you call it the tuber. Mm. <laughs> what? Yeah, like a potato or like a yam or something. That's no, I'm just kidding. It's called the tunes so to tune screamer. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. That's a great idea it? that is not your a friend good. had. It's a terrible idea, to be honest. No. I mean, I hate it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Check this out. The HX Stomp multi-effects processor includes a legacy library of effects from Line 6M series, as well as from classic Line 6 Stomp box modelers such as the DL4, MM4, FM4, and DM4. Dude, you just need to crumple that Add to Cart button right now. Dude, <laughs> this freaking Add to Cart button isn't taking Jesus serious enough. There are also presets created specifically for bass players. Ugh. What? As well as individual bass amp and cat. That's actually kind of cool. Oh, and apparently the acoustic simulator. I was watching. Who was it? Was it the Pete Thorne video? Sure. Uh, Pete. I like Pete Thorne's videos. I mean, I know I'm not like saying that's like saying I like. Wow. I don't know sex or something. Big but butts, and I can't like. Can't lie. It's like. He's. I really like his videos, but he used the acoustic simulator. Guys, I really like. I've really been getting into this odd sport called football. <laughs> no, it's not that popular, but guys, I'm a. Total I don't know. Nerd. I just like. I'm it. like so like into Star Wars. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. All right, I've been getting into comic books lately. But he had he played the acoustic simulator, and it sounded way good, which would That's be crazy. a useful. I I tried the one. There was one built into the MS3, and I've had a couple like dedicated acoustic sim pedals, the Boss ones, you know, and they mm. always sounded like garbage. But yeah, I'm sure that if Pete Thorne made it sound good, then I'll be able to, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm confident in that fact. Yeah, dude, this thing, it's got a 320 by 240 pixel color LCD. Like, Is that a lot? Come on. How many pixels does your LCD have? <laughs> I don't even know. Freaking poser. <laughs> I have no idea the amount of pixels. I don't even think I have one. I think I have an LED screen. Yeah. Not LCD. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, dude. Yours is like it's like you're playing one of those old freaking Tiger handheld games, you know? Like you're playing double barrel. Yeah. It's the old black or and green. Balloon fight. You're you over here playing games, Snake. Phil? You remember those games from college? When you used to have LAN parties playing balloon fight? Do you guys ever play Rot? I don't know what that is. Rise of the Triad? Oh, yeah. Rise of the Triad? Yes. Was that a a first-person shooter? Yeah. 
I had a friend whose dad owned a, oh, like a machine yeah, dude, shop, the crap and, we, and they had it on all the computers there. So we'd, it was like, like in the Doom engine. Yeah, yeah, similar. But it was like way bloodier than Doom, yes. which is saying something. It was awesome. Yeah, I liked that game. It was cool. Hmm. Did you play computers growing up, Phil? Did you play any computer games? Um. Okay, so there's one game that I was Abacus, kind of obsessed with. Jacks. And I know this is stupid. <laughs> the hoop where you have the stick and you push the hoop down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is my favorite <laughs> Phil character coming out. <laughs> um. It was. Do you guys remember that? Not very popular Disney movie called The Black Cauldron. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a video game uh, called The Black Cauldron, and I was freaking obsessed with it. I don't know why. Was it a? It was like. Was it like a uh, an adventure game? Yeah, yeah. It was okay. Remember Leisure Suit Larry? Yeah. It was exactly. It was this. I'm sure it was the same developers. Yeah, it was like Day of the Tentacle. Uh, like you, you could move around the the screen. But then you'd go like up or down or left or right, and then the screen would change to the next slide, and you could oh, move like, around. Like King's Quest. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And oh, it like was like Zelda. A, it was like a graphic event. So like you'd go talk to somebody, and they'd say, "Oh, you got to go back to this other exactly." And yes. Give them this vial of ink or whatever. Yeah, and then you you'd like you'd walk up. There'd be like a like a little knot in a tree, and you'd walk up. And then you have to trust, like, there's, like, an investigate button or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then if you're up against the tree and you press the investigate button, it goes, oh, something's in the tree. That game is literally from 1986. That's not okay. that long ago. So, 1985 you're what, in the U.S. In your 40s when they came out? Oh, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to play that. <laughs> the factory he worked at got this new computer. He was able to load it on there. Yeah, so I would... Okay. Did you so have it on Atari or on your, on your PC? Hmm? Did you have it on Atari or PC? PC, bro. Sorry. Yeah, dude. Come on, Aaron. Because you can... You, you know you jerk. can get it. You can get it. Now. You can rehab it. I could, I could rehab it? Yeah. Okay. Does it say what... How much the like memory the the whole game takes up? Can I get it on my phone? Well, the file size is two hundred eighty nine kilobytes, so <laughs> it's pretty big. Oh, wait, that's a zip though. Still though, <laughs> it's point two eight megabytes. I'm looking yeah, it up on my phone right thing. now. It's massive. It's free though. Or you can Dude, play it online. Somebody get get Phil like a Nokia N gauge or something that he can play Black Cauldron on. One of the patrons. Send Phil some vintage hardware. Send him like a Vectrex or something that he can play Black Cauldron. Black Black Cauldron. My parents bought us Duke Nukem 3D for Christmas. My mom got it for us. Because it had Duke in the name. Sick. Yeah. She didn't know that it had, like, you know, strippers in it and stuff. (laughs) 
Wait, is that the one? Oh, no, I'm thinking of... Uh, what's the one that's similar but has like demons and stuff? Uh, Doom. Doom. Duh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but Doom was only two to like it was. You were only moving left and right. Was like it? your cursor didn't okay. move up and down. Where Duke, that was like the big difference with Duke Nukem 3D is you, it, you'd look around in three dimensions. You know, you mm-hmm. had to aim up and down, and it had strippers in it. <laughs> And like tons of swearing and stuff. Oh yeah. So it was like uh, the precursor to. Oh yeah. And it was like the family. It was like to the GTA the whole family. You know, it was like the fun. You know, this is this is a Christmas present that'll bring us all together. <laughs> that sounds like a winner. Was that a happy Christmas break? Oh yeah. In the the Duke home. Oh yeah, that's great. Amazing. I wonder if I can play Black Cauldron on the HX Stomp. That's the real question. I bet it has enough resolution on the little. I got a question for you guys. Huh? I have a question for you. Okay. Are you going to participate in the Premier Guitar Stocking this year? Oh, crap. (laughs) Dang it, Aaron. It's coming up. No and no. What do you mean no and no? There's only one question. Oh. Then no. Two. All three. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Probably, but I wish I I was. I feel like part of it is like... uh, Let's review. What did you get? Check this out. Last time you both kind of got the time before. Let me say something. Like, what did you get when you paid to go out to eat the last time? Like, you just ate, and then you didn't have anything to show for it, but you yeah. had an experience. Yes. <laughs> we should use Patreon money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, but it would be funny if we used Patreon money. We All all three of us did it. We used Patreon money, and, and then, then one like, of us scored big, mm-hmm. and... Or maybe two of us scored big and then one of us didn't like got like hot garbage. That would be really funny to me. <laughs> yeah, so no, here's we what we have to do. do. Here's what we have to do. We have to send the money to ourselves first. And then we still have you're still responsible for like doing it yourself. So if you lose, you lose. If you don't lose, you don't lose. Then okay. you can't feel bad no, about you someone still get, else like, winning. A bunch of crap, and then we can just send it to random Patreon patrons. Yeah, but if we get good stuff, we're not sending it to anyone. Patreon. I was excited because my bassist. It was his birthday a couple weeks ago, and we jammed like on his birthday. Uh-huh. And one of the things I got last year was a set of bass strings, like five string bass oh, strings. Oh, nice! So you gave them to him. Yeah, yeah, because he plays a five string bass, and I was like, very perfect. nice, very <laughs> nice. High five. So, yeah, I probably will just because it's like, oh, it's a fun, you know, everyone live streams when they open it and shows they, the strap they got that looks like everyone else's strap now. The strap wasn't bad quality, though. Um, No, I had that. my mic I stop had, working? Oh, okay. I had a strap that I got from them and it, it's nice but it's just super ugly yeah it was like you guys both got the same one stripes it was just a different color right 
Yeah, I got the like aqua colored one. Yeah, I got the pink one. <laughs> I have it on Would my base. Be, it'd be better if it was a better pink, if it was like a straight hot pink. Yeah, there was an orange one too, and I'm glad I didn't get the orange one. Or maybe it was a yellow. It was either yellow or orange. I would have played an orange one. Or like lime green, enough. maybe. Did you see that MXR came out with the mini ISO brick? Mm-mm. It's tiny. Is it meant to fit under the Metro boards? Uh, it's not like, it doesn't look like it's flat. Oh, yeah, it's still pretty tall. It's just like half the size. I bet it's it would really fit, weird. though. It's not that tall. It I might. It's an inch tall or something. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like it's basically as tall as a Pedal Power 2 Plus. The one downside of the HX Stomp, I'm sure there's plenty of downsides. The power <laughs> supply on it is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's like a full on. It's like not just a wall wart. It's like six inches long. It's yeah. like this long, skinny Why? wall wart. I don't know. It's what? Is it really? This long, skinny wall wart. Yeah. Like Google like Google Line 6. It's the same one that, that the HD500 uses. Google six inch long skinny. <laughs> Google six inch long skinny wart. <laughs> Please don't. don't Google that. Do it. Yeah, dude. Look. Yeah. I dare you. I gotta find this and look at that. Okay. Here's here. I'm sending you a picture. Don't do it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hashtag. Google hashtag. Long, look at it. Long Where black, do you see six it? Six inch long black. Like on the line um, six website. I'm waiting to look at it. Because, like, Sweetwater, Sweetwater won't even show it to you. Oh, it is on Sweetwater? <laughs> you have to put in your, your birthday, I think. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> it's not in the images. So What the what? Yeah, dude. That's so dumb. The only upside is that the... Oh, that reminds me. Well, so they do mind. that instead of having, like, those old... Your old laptop where it was, like... The cable to the box and then another cable yeah. to the wall. It's just all in one What do you mean your now. old laptop? That's how my current laptop oh, is. I know. It's better that way, though, because, like, can you imagine if you, like, if you're plugging into, like, a floor box or something? Or, like, a plug strip that has plugs next to it? Like, this just dominates the whole thing. But it goes sideways. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't it, So like, it depends on how the plug strip is oriented. Like a standard well, plug strip. The only upside is I think they've changed the orientation. You know the Pedal Power 2 Plus has a has a courtesy outlet on it? Yeah. They've I've seen pictures of both of them oriented in both different ways. Oh weird. But if it's oriented the right way, then that could basically just run alongside the Yeah. Alongside Which would the be power cool. supply. Okay, I'm gonna go grab it and look. Double check. Oh. This is live live investigative reporting. <laughs> reporting to you live from <laughs> my bedroom. It's live to tape. It's not live. It's live to tape. Oh, <laughs> See it. We're waiting with bated breath. Yep. No filler. This is a quality tent. Yeah. I wonder what Quality. is going to happen. I'm I'm on pins and needles on the edge of my seat. 
mm-hmm. folks. Thanks for if you're just tuning in. <laughs> we are guys solving a mystery. I got some bad um, news for you. All right, let's hear it. Uh oh, it is not oriented the right way to make that possible. Uh-huh. But maybe I'll take it apart and rotate it. What? <laughs> what are you okay, Phil? <laughs> I'm not after hearing that. I'll be honest. I'm just so devastated. I know. I am too. I'm not happy about There's it. There's some things going on with this power supply that I still don't quite understand. I want to see a picture from it from the side. Yeah, that's what I need. Oh. Like, is it like three inches high or something? I also don't know where no. you found it. On Sweetwater. Where? Here, I'll send you the link. <laughs> Please. Guys, his freaking cousin sent it to him. <laughs> Everyone, look up the link. It's not. It's like the size of, like a Toblerone. Or like a <laughs> Snickers bar. This says Pot HD, <laughs> floorboard it's power so awesome supply. That you said Toblerone like that. <laughs> I know. It's not even a triangle. Like why? <laughs> like every other candy bar is more like this than a Toblerone. <laughs> I'm a Wait, is this is like this that. only available at the air, mm-hmm. at airports? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Costco on the holidays. Wait, but this is the same one that goes for the HX stomp. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Are you sure? Pretty dim. But I wonder if you could probably just get another. I'm sure, like somebody sells, you know buy this power supply in a more traditional format and it'll work for your pod HD. Hmm. Probably don't Google that. <laughs> yes. So, so folks, sorry for the bad news, but on the other hand, About we are sponsored blog. by Gabriel Tenorio. String company. That is that is good news. Buy some strings, and thanks for friendship. Mm-hmm.